Welcome back to another episode of Stand Out But Please Fit In. My name is Abby, and this podcast is all about how to be an individual when you're surrounded by a society that wants you to fit in. And I also live in Japan, so I compare the cultural differences between Japan and the Western cultures. So, for today's topic, I'm going to be talking about how work life balance should be treated differently in Japan compared to the rest of the world. And I do want to talk about my experiences with what I saw at my companies and what I usually do to achieve the perfect work life balance. It's 2020, and A lot of us are working from home, including myself. So, working on mental health and going through depression or anxiety is such a common thing and it's such a big topic these days. And many people are going through therapy, taking medications for anxiety, taking time off of work for a few months. So, before it was such a big deal or it was just not a common thing, and people are Kind of ashamed to do it, but it's so normal now that it has become part of our regular lives. But in Japan, it's still a really big taboo to talk about, even though Japan is rated as one of the worst in the world when it comes to suicide and taking a leave of absence is such a common thing. So, so much so that the government has actually required all employees in Japan that they have to take five days of vacation days just to take time off from work because it is such a workaholic culture as well, as I mentioned in previous episodes. And it's kind of a notorious thing about Japanese work culture. So, three things I'm going to be talking about today. One of them is that what I've noticed in company cultures and what I've seen with mental health issues in industries and employees, and this is specifically what I experienced, heavily underlining what I've noticed because these are not really good signs, just a heads up. And second thing is how I deal with work life balance in Japan, even. When I was working for a, a traditional Japanese company. And the last thing is how I treat others, and especially now that I'm project managing. So I do have to manage other people's times as well. So I do see some warning signs of what I need to do to keep my teammates so they don't burn out in the end. So the first thing is Japan is unique with work life balance and the, the The way they should promote it is it should start with industries and upper management trying to let employees know to take a work life balance. And this is what I personally noticed with my colleagues, and especially with colleagues who join at the same time with me. So, When I first joined my first company, after we had the training, we get promoted into our department. And within the first couple of months, they get so burned out. So they have to take a leave of absence for three months. And why this happens is so the new graduate, when they first get placed into the department, They want to prove to their managers and they want to prove to their mentors and even to their own colleagues who join at the same time that 
they are capable of doing whatever work they can and they do want to prove other people almost like showing off that they're actually doing a really good job so they never say no to anything because it's considered a sign of weakness so i've noticed that my teammates will work really late that's kind of like another way of saying that hey i can't work really late i'm doing a good job so it's like proving to other people that they're doing well so because they don't know how to say no to it the mentors and managers they will give more work to them without realizing that it's actually causing a burnout for these employees so once you work 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 and you just get burned out and they have to take a leave of absence and it becomes too late and not only i saw this with the new graduates but i did hear from employees that have been working there for four or five years and i think it's just like them keeping it in that they have to work so hard and after four or five years they just say okay i can't do this anymore and they just take sometimes a year of absence so very cultural and what i saw this is that what i believe that's happening is managers really don't take time Managers really don't take time of their employees to see how their mental health is doing. So it's all about performances with their work, but they don't really realize or they it's too late for them to find out that, hey, they are burning out. And what's happening is, especially for younger employees, because you have a mentor, the mentors are the ones that are actually looking over the mentees with the new graduates. And the mentors are actually... Age-wise, it's only like few years apart from the mentees, so they don't have the proper training or they don't really know how to ma- be managing younger employees. So because they don't even know how to properly have a work-life balance, it kind of comes off into the mentees and it's also like an issue. So nobody really knows how to properly work-life balance or even know what the mental health issue is so my opinion on how I think this should be approached is management level really needs to start properly be trained and actively care about the team not just the performance too but also like the mental side as well because not gonna lie um, if someone like takes a leave of absence not only it comes on the it shows up on the record of the person that takes the leave, but it also comes up to your manager as well. And also the mentors too, because mentors are the ones that actually gives work to the mentees. So it does not, it, you kind of get a bad reputation as well. And not only, I think managers, they do have some training when it comes to training employees and their health, but also mentors also need that proper training as well. Because I said mentioned earlier, a lot of the mentors, the age difference is not as much compared to the mentees. And when it comes to mental health trainings, some companies do have it. I know my company had it a little bit but it's optional so when it says optional people are not going to take that class because it's not related to work technically although it is a super important part of 
your career. So they do need everybody needs to have a proper training when it comes to mental health. Then my current company is a foreign company, so when I first joined the company, within the first two weeks, we did have like proper mental health seminars as well. So you can get your own information, even if you don't have time to go to like a seminar or a class. It should be part of your your training. It should be part of your life. Okay, so second thing is how I deal with work-life balance and how I actually achieved it when I was working for a traditional Japanese company. So... The key point is planning your schedule. And when I say planning a schedule, it should be planned for one week's worth of your work and your personal life. And it should be done whether if it's Friday afternoon, the week before, or on Monday morning of that week. And not only just for work, your personal life should also be included. And it doesn't have to be like a huge block in your calendar. It could be just... Writing it down on your planner or entering in your outlook of what tasks need to be done for work and then what other personal stuff that needs to be done. Within this, the important part is you should always have one designated day or like a couple times a week where you go home or end work earlier than your other days. This is very important. For personal life, because sometimes you do get caught up in your work, and when you don't plan things right, you don't have time to do your own stuff. And it could be about spending more time with family, or for me, whenever I took one day off, I would go to the gym, or I took some extension classes while I was working full time. And currently, actually, I am working on this podcast and I do spend one day during a weekday where I will finish work early and I will work on recording this podcast or editing this podcast. For my old, my previous company, we did have some days like on a Wednesday and Fridays for no overtime work day. And unfortunately, my department never followed through. People still worked overtime that day, but... Most people, they will not work overtime. So they will go home around 5.30 to 6.00 and they will spend time or do whatever they want. So it's kind of like a same concept, but you should always put that in your calendar. And if you have an entire week planned out, even if you have some emergency stuff that comes up, you can still kind of plan around it. And then you can see what needs to be prioritized and what needs to go in the back burner. So it's always best to plan this ahead for a week. If you can do it for a month, that's so great. But week is pretty good enough if you're working from nine to five. And one tip with planning your days is never ever plan your meetings on the Monday morning or Friday afternoon. And the reason why is think about it from the opposite point of view. If someone plans a meeting on a Monday at 9 a.m., how would you feel? You are just coming from a weekend and you have to be in the work mode as soon as possible. And for me, that's very stressful. And I just don't want to think about having a meeting early in the morning 
Or even Friday afternoon when you're kind of winding down from work and you want to plan stuff for the next week or try to end the work early so you can, you know, start your weekend. So it is, you should always think about not planning any meetings around that time because you can kind of get your work done, you can have your own schedule around them. And you don't really have to deal with other people. So that's kind of usually do. And I actually follow this rule even in my first year of my employee. Because I think it's good to have some ground rules that, hey, this is not this is a time where I should be working on my own stuff. Obviously with work, you can still plan things so you can finish up an email. But it's always good to not plan stuff with other people at the time so you can work on your own thing. And another thing is, how, um, when possible, this is a little bit difficult with Japanese companies because the option is very limited, but when possible, always opt for a work from home option as soon as possible. When I was working for a Japanese company, the first three years, you're not supposed to be working from home. It's kind of like a training period. So it was really difficult to ask for a work from home option but as soon as I hit the fourth year mark I immediately asked for a work from home option because you never know sometimes when you need it as long as you're able to control your work-life balance you should always have you should be always be able to work from home because sometimes for example well currently now I'm remotely working all the time it's easy to schedule my personal life around. For example, I could go for a run during lunchtime. And for during the summertime, when I cannot go for a run because it's so hot in the afternoon, I will try to plan it around 5 to 6 p.m. because it's a little bit cooler, but it's still light outside. But I still have to do some work. So after I go for a run, I come back and I can work later around 7 to 8 p.m. and you have that option of doing that when you're working from home and as long as you're able to control yourself and you're able to work eight hours and properly finish your work you should be able to have that option and that's something that it's extremely important to have a work-life balance so I really recommend it if you are able to do that and the third and last thing that I deal with work-life violence is it's a good skill to have and think about other people so they don't get burned out. And this is because I've started project managing. And even when I was not project managing, I was under someone's team. I've always noticed how people perform or how people react, especially people that are... I did have some colleagues on my team that will take some time off because of anxiety issue. And I've noticed that about my teammates because... It's it's a sad feeling that when you're like feeling overwhelmed because of work and your teammates not there, it's always um, you kind of have to like get used to it when you're working. But also, it's a good skill to have if you start project managing because you do need to think about their workload as well. And when I when I I have few people under my team that. I sometimes like before giving so many tasks, I do think about their schedule and how much they're capable of working on it before giving their tasks so they don't feel burned out. So I think it's um, not only you think about yourself, but if you're working with someone, you should also think about your teammate's schedule as well. 
So anyway, so here are some tips on、uh, here is the work-life balance and how I usually achieve in Japan. If you're living in Japan and you have a, a similar problem or you have some tips, please leave a comment on my social media listed in the show notes, and I would love to hear what you guys have. And not gonna lie, work-life balance and mental health in Japan. Is should be approached differently, and it's pretty hard. So, I feel like there's a lot to be learned, and hopefully, this podcast actually helped with you know maybe you can try working on it as well. Anyways, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.